0: hi welcome to this episode of the more than lucky podcast i'm your host stephanie lear so glad to be back here with you for another episode or maybe you're a new listener and welcome Thank you for joining me on this journey. I'm so excited to be diving into season two. Uh, lots of great topics um, and learning a lot of new things as I prepare episodes. So, how are you this week? I'm so sorry. I posted the last episode on a funny day. Usually up ep- new episodes go up on a Thursday, but today is Monday, and I just posted last week's episode because Well, I forgot. (laughs) The good news is that I forgot because I was on vacation from my day job and I very mindfully made a plan to keep myself busy and out of my home slash home office all week. And I had some really great experiences. Um, So here's the quick review of My fall vacation Um, started with Sunday. I went to the local Manny Petty place, got my nails done. I even got a pedicure, a manicure, which I usually don't do. I'm big on the pedicures, um, but often I don't get manicures unless I can get um, acrylic nails. I didn't do that, but I did get a nice manicure. And I am still loving that. Monday... I went to a spa here in Toronto called the Elm Spa. It's at Church and Wellesley. I highly recommend it. I had an amazing treatment with getting a full body scrub and then a mud wrap and what felt like the most magical scalp massage ever. I'm also pretty sure I was literally the only person at the spa that day. So it was so quiet. It was so beautiful. I spent time in the infrared sauna. It was incredibly rejuvenating, but my amazing day didn't end there. I had a really nice walk in the city, went to an old part of town I haven't been to for a while. Then I continued my city exploring and I went and met a friend in another part of the city. We had a great time catching up over dinner. My whole week was just incredibly busy with connecting with good friends. On Tuesday, I connected with another friend Christine and I, we went out for lunch. We enjoyed a good hike around Humber Bay Park here in Toronto, one of my favorite places to go walking. And then Wednesday and Thursday was reserved for family time. Uh, My mom and I went and did some shopping. That was really cool. And then my sister and I checked off uh, a to-do on our bucket list. We went to Hamilton. We checked out Dundas Peak. We saw Tews Falls and we had such a great time. And it was so awesome. The week was wrapped up with a great visit uh, with Lori. So we got some good together time with our little girl Peyton uh, and just had some really good family time together with my sister and Lori. So, I mean, my week was busy, but it was full of amazing things. Lots of variety. I saw and did new things. Eric and I stopped at about three different waterfronts during our travels, to get lots of great pictures. It was just a lot of fun. Taking time off, I think, is so important. One friend had reached out to me while I was on vacation, and I mentioned, oh, I'm not actually home, because he'd been in my neighborhood. And I was like, oh, I'm on vacation. he's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, nowhere. And I continued to ask him, you know, what are you doing? Are you taking your vacation time? Him in particular, I know he has a very... Uh, taxing day job, uh, and he hadn't. And I just want to encourage everyone here, plan your time off this year. December is coming up soon. It's been a really tough year. 2021 has been different as we've sort of sunk our feet into this pandemic lifestyle and the different things that we've been experiencing this year. Our jobs have felt really taxing. I think a lot of relationships have become really difficult. And so it's just that much more important that we really pause. We plan in breaks for ourselves. We plan time to be alone, to have time to reflect, and really time to gather ourselves and rejuvenate so that we have the energy to come back with and um, to enjoy the space that we're in, whether it's at work or things that we're doing in our personal life that we really feel refreshed and we're bringing those around us, our best energy. So let me know what you're doing with your vacation time. I love to hear all the feedback. I will put up something on Instagram. I would love to hear back from you guys, what you're doing. And I hope everyone enjoys some rejuvenating breaks this fall and winter. This week, I want to dive into what I would consider a pretty thick topic. So perhaps Ultimately, I'll only skim some of the surface of it, but I did want to open up the conversation and um, open up your minds as well. I wanted to talk about fear. As I paused before recording, I took a pause to do some meditation and just clear my mind. And the thing that really stood out to me was, I think about all the times I didn't know it was fear that was holding me back. Fear can really lurk in the shadows, and it dresses up in different costumes, I think. I think in a lot of our lives, we don't even know that is what's holding us back. And even more so, more often than not, we don't know why we feel the way we feel. What is fear anyways? When I think about fear, one of the things that always stands out to me was something I heard yes, at a Mary Kay conference. (laughs) I learned so much there. Um, But one of the things, the acronym that really stood out to me was labeling fear as false evidence appearing real. So F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. And I'm like, yes, that explains it. That says so much about it. And I think it can be, a lens through which we're perceiving life, we can really have a lens of fear or a lens of love as being very opposite lenses. But what does fear in life look like? And I think that really stood out to me when I sort of sat here and I thought about it. And I thought about all the times I didn't know I was scared. Or it's funny how we just don't admit to our own emotions sometimes. I was recently chatting with a friend about um, our trip to Berlin in 2019. And I was relating to her how um, overwhelmed I had been one morning, and I was feeling a bit of jet lag. And I think I didn't realize it at the time, but I had felt really stressed out from having a confusing travel from the airport to my hotel, I got a bit lost on public transit. Um, and she's she sort of laughed at me. Not Well, she laughed with me, I'll say. But she's like, you said you were fine. You said that didn't bother you. You said getting lost like wasn't an issue. And I'm like, well, of course I would say that in the moment because I was fine. I made it. I knew I could work it out. But ultimately, I can look back on that now and I can see how taxing that was on me, that it made me really anxious. I was really scared. I had... Little to work with in terms of figuring out how to get to where I wanted to be. I mean, I could have also just turned on my data if I needed to, but I don't know why I didn't do that. (laughs) But yeah, I got a little lost. I was really stressed out. And then the next day, the next morning, my body was just a bit wrecked from not having slept well in the red eye, having that experience from the airport and then just feeling totally disoriented because ultimately I'm a homebody and I love my bed. So I really reflect on that and I can see now how fearful I was and it stressed me out. And it makes me sort of wonder at this point, like, why couldn't I really admit that to myself at the time? I think I'm so used to making the best of every situation. And I did in that situation. I ended up talking to this guy who didn't speak much English but he spoke enough to be able to help me and he was able to help me orient and how to get back to the city. So we had a bit of a funny chat on the train. He was talking to me about some sex club in Berlin and things that were happening on the stage. So ultimately I found that really amusing and interesting and I thought that was cool, but I also know how overwhelmed I was and it just sort of impacted me the next day. When I had a bit of a, well, let's just call it what it was. I was in a bad mood because I was just totally exhausted. I think fear in life can look like a lot of different things. I think fear often comes in the form of resistance. Um, It can appear as anger, um, as being closed off to other people. And I think fear... And when we really accept it and embrace that we're feeling that way, it can really remind us how important it is to live presently. And I say that in the sense that I think there's a part of anger that really comes from living or being obsessed with the past, having not forgiven others or yourself, with forgiveness really being that idea of not saying to people, that was okay what you did. But forgiveness really is about letting go of the anger for yourself so that you can move on and that you can love despite what had happened. It can often mean you need to reset boundaries with people. Um, But forgiveness is a really important part of not being angry anymore and allowing ourselves to move on so that we can continue moving towards things that bring us love and joy in life. So how can we really manage our fear? What can we do when we really encounter that in life? I think the most important thing is really knowing that you can ask for help. I think an important source of all of that is either turning to God, um, if we're spiritual in that sense, um, turning to the universe, um, asking for help to manage our fear. And I think just that process in itself, that little prairie that you can say, allows you to put a label on your fear, it allows you to identify it, but it allows you to identify it in a really safe space. And I think once we identify things, our mind is better able to process and to think about the different connections of what we're experiencing and why that fear arises, those emotions in us, what is happening to create that feeling. I think situationally, what we can do also is we can learn to accept the moment we're in, and we can try to respond from a place of love, if that's an option of the type of fear that you're looking at. We can also ask for help to reframe situations. I think fear can often appear as tension in relationships. I was speaking with one friend last week, and she said that she was feeling frustrated that someone in her life caused her as much stress as they did, because this person is connected to her life, um, not by her own direct choice, but, uh, connection of someone important in her life. And she knew that that would be a long-term relationship and she doesn't want to live with the stress and the negative feelings that she's experiencing. And so really exploring how can we let go of that fear and what does that mean to reframe what that other person is going through and what that means towards us But that also helps us reframe our own confidence in knowing how we can respond and also having confidence that we're making the right choice for ourselves. I think really acknowledging our feelings and honoring them and releasing it also prevents fear from having power over you. That's something I hear a lot spoken to in prayer is releasing the power over you. And I think just by bringing it out into the light, Um, That's such a critical step in the process, bringing those fears to light, naming what they are, being comfortable with them, you know, like it might be a bit of a devil in your life, but at least if you just can more quickly identify it when he starts to sit on the couch with you, it's going to be a lot easier to respond to and not feel triggered by it and to not allow it to pushing you into decisions that you might not be happy with long-term in your life. I think perhaps that's the most important thing is that we do as we get older. And it's interesting in meditation, they talk about being more in tune with your body. And it just becomes equally as important as we get older to also be in tune with our spiritual body and our spiritual selves so that we can recognize what is going on within us and put it to its place, so to say, so that we're managing our fear and that the fear is not managing us. Imagine if you could get to that place where you see that fear show up in your life and it's trying to attack you, it's trying to trigger all of your insecurities, and you look it in the face and you're like, oh, I know what you are, you're trying to trigger me you're trying to ruin my day, you're trying to make me be unhappy, but I see what you are, and that is not going to happen. And that's because we can look at that in the face, because we recognize it, because we've sat in those feelings, because we know how they feel, we know what they look like, and we feel so much stronger for having stood in that place and recognized what those fears are and put the labels on them so that we can quickly identify them later. For me, a fear that was really hard to recognize in my own life was my fear of relationships and my fear of Commitment. Last year, when I was dating this really wonderful guy, I was looking forward to all the great things that were happening between us, and they were the things that I thought I wanted. We would have conversations about the future of our relationship, and it just instilled so much fear in me. I didn't know if I was scared of losing my comfort zone, scared of my security, Um, scared of having more responsibility to another human being. Um, Plus, I'd never lived with a boy like that. And that also seems gross. But I mean, I think people deal with that somehow. But I really had to look at that fear and take ownership of it. There was no reason why these conversations about us moving forward should make me so concerned, especially when this is something that I've wanted my adult life. And so really being able to look at it, put a label on it and say, oh, I have a major fear of relationships. This is something I'm really struggling with. It's been something I'm able to talk about differently now, but I'm also able to operate differently within the relationships that I have now with the knowledge that I have this fear of a relationship. And I think in the space that I am now, the thing that really gives me a comfort is knowing that the person I'm involved with shares similar fears for different reasons. And so it makes it really comfortable and safe to feel like what I take are risks um, because he's understanding of the space that I'm coming from too when I talk about it. I think that's also similar to that space that we can get in where the phrase feel the fear and do it anyways comes in. I think feeling the fear and do it anyways is part of us building our strength. Um, Sometimes we're lucky enough to be able to do that. I recognize that that is not always the case. Sometimes fear can really be debilitating as well. But when you are able to feel the fear and do it anyways, you can have an incredible sense of accomplishment within yourself. Um, your self-esteem is lifted, your point of view on yourself is lifted, and you just know that you're able to let go one more piece of that fear that isn't going to control you anymore. You're not going to be managed by the fear, but you're going to manage it. I think also letting yourself feel that pain um, really strips the power away and releases you from the continual fear of that I think part of what fear and its power over us I think it really comes it is that false things appearing real but it's like things are not even there and we can dispel them we can bust them up we can get rid of them we can push them out of our life because those feared outcomes are aren't necessarily based in any facts or logic, but they can be related to old pains or old trauma or old messages that we were given as a child. And then rather than constantly operating in a way that you're avoiding your discomfort, you're avoiding your fear, You can really just feel it and heal some of those patterns by finding safe spaces and comfortable ways that you can push yourself into and through and past that space. Sometimes we face our fears and we realize that there's good logic to it. Um, We learn to adjust, or we just know that that's what the healthy boundary is for us. But at other times, we face our fears. And we feel incredibly empowered. I think about one time I faced one of my fears and I was incredibly empowered. I have have what I like to call fish shoes. I do not like eating fish very much. My whole body hates salmon. It just makes me go, Um, And I don't know, I don't like the idea of touching fish and it's all just weird to me. But... I knew that in a time in my life a few years ago, I was in French Polynesia. I knew that this was the opportunity, if there ever was one, that I needed to go snorkeling and to be among the fish. And so it really stressed me out to do this, but I had a couple of friends who were down for the adventure. We signed up and we did this. I remember going out to face my fear, and this was a really big fear about the fish being too close to me. It really made me uncomfortable. And I think I spent the first five minutes just coming up and down from the water, just laughing hysterically as I worked my way through this issue. I would start, like, splashing in front of my goggles to make fish go away from me so that they didn't, like, fly into what I felt would be my eyeballs, (laughs) And I just, like, I kept going back to it. And I think, like, that's where my strength and that's what I'm grateful for is, is that even if I didn't get it that first time, I kept going back. I knew this was an experience I would be grateful to have had. You can't look at that and not think, oh, that's got to be amazing. That's got to be an incredible experience. And so I knew all my fear and my concerns around it weren't really founded in something that off, something awful would happen to me. But I knew it was all founded in things that would just be terribly uncomfortable to me. And so I'm so glad I did it that day. I dived into the water. I laughed hysterically. I finally figured out how to stop splashing in front of my eyes. I was able to relax. I looked down and there's these incredible sharks and these beautiful fish just swimming around the ocean. And I was so proud. I faced my fear that day and I found so much freedom. And I also found a story that I'm really proud to tell. And I got some really cool pictures. So sometimes facing our fears is so-called simple stuff like diving into the ocean and doing snorkeling. But sometimes facing our fears can mean changing our responses to how we are in certain relationships. It can be accepting that something exists in our life, that it's really real, um, and that perhaps the only thing we can do is change our perspective on a person or a situation um, so that we can find more compassion and start looking through a lens of love um, and stop experiencing that situation through fear. And I think when we start to choose that lens of love, um, we come, become far more empowered Um, and we're able to release, we're able to forgive, um, and we're able to move on. Um, And I think when we have that freedom within ourselves, when we know the face of fear, when we can identify it, um, when we've experienced entering into it because we felt the fear and we did it anyways, all those things really add up to create a lot of strength within ourselves in which we can move forward with. And just sort of dive into new things, new things that come up, new fears that come up. Um, We can talk to our friends. We can talk to people around us about um, confronting things that are in their lives as well. Um, And really, I think within that, we can be really stronger together. So I encourage you, is there a fear that you've been ignoring? Is there something that stresses you out? Is there someone or a relationship that makes you really uncomfortable? Is there a way that today you might find a way to start reexamining that person or that situation um, to be an opportunity or to be a lens of love and to have more compassion about why that person and what's happening with them is creating stress for you in your life? I would love to hear from you. I would love it if you would send me emails, morethanluckypodcast at gmail.com. I do check it. Um, so I've, I got one email from someone, but they wanted to create reels for me and I'm not there. Um, so I'd love to get another email as well. Um, or you can reach me on Instagram, uh, morethanlucky.podcast. Uh, please follow me there. I would love to hear from you. I know there's people listening from all over the world in Germany, Hong Kong, um, different parts of Europe. I would love for you guys to drop a note and say hi. Um, and let me know what's going on in your life. I would love to share your stories on a future episode. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.